Hello, it's your host, Kat Walsh, and you're listening to another episode of Trip On This. This podcast is for mature audiences and is not suitable for young children. Trip On This is intended for entertainment purposes only, and we do not condone the use of illegal substances. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Trip On This. This next episode has to be one of my all-time favorite episodes that I've recorded so far. I'm with my guest, Sam Crumrine, and not only is he a friend of mine, he is just a genuinely good person. It is so felt in this episode, and not only is he a good person, but this man has something to say. And his wisdom around himself and his place in the world and the psychedelic experience and how he's integrated it into his life, whether that's just his personal life or his creativity, is important. And there's so many invaluable nuggets that he says in this. I told him after the episode, and I knew it right after I recorded, I was like, that conversation was just, oh, perfect. Just exactly like so, so exceeded everything I could have you know, asked for. And he said, why? And I said, it's just because we get in really to the philosophy of psychedelics and what it means to be human and self and just really bigger concepts. He goes, yeah, that sounds about right. And um, for me, like, that's what gets me up at night. Really, like, I love speaking about life and uh, the development of our soul and just thinking from the higher perspective and this is what gets me up at night this is what is just excites me and that's why i chose this episode to come out the day after my birthday on march 8th because to me it felt like a next chapter not just in the content that we talked about but also for myself you know i looked at i looked at myself as I'm recording this back and I'm editing it and I felt so proud, so proud of just being able to see uh, my own, yeah, progress, progress as a host. And I share this with everyone because I want to share the vulnerability of what it is to start something new and to not feel like you have to be perfect in the beginning. And Lord knows I'm far from that still in this episode, but just being able to see the progress and being like, yeah, girl, you're doing it. And so I just want to share that because, again, like this has been such an incredible journey. And I just want to thank everyone for being here. A couple quick housekeeping things. Uh, again, if you are not following me on socials, please do so. I'll be sure to link it here um, in the either the YouTube if you're watching it or um, in the podcast description to this episode. Uh, if you are liking it, of course, like, subscribe, share it send it out to the world. And if you want to help support me, there are donation links also in the, uh, the writing of this episode. So I'll be sure to include that. And with that folks, please enjoy my birthday episode. Okay. It's one day after, but still with my guest, Sam Crumrine. Okay. Psych. One last thing that I just need to call myself out. I said twice in that intro video, what gets me up at night. (laughs) What am I, like, nocturnal? Okay, Kat, I don't want to record it again because I really liked it. Like, it was so, you know, when you just genuinely say something and I'm like, I don't want to have to recreate, like, this genuine feeling that I had. So I just want everyone to know if everyone's, like, uh, get you up at night. Don't worry, caught that too. All right, for real now, enjoy this episode with Sam Crumrine. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Trip on This My next guest is Sam Crumrine. He's an actor, a model, and just a wonderful human being. I am so excited for everyone to get to know this man. Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kat. So before we jump into the colorful details, I'd love for you to just tell us a little about yourself. Where are you from? When did you come out to LA? From Lake Orion, Michigan originally. Uh, Southeast Michigan, just north of Detroit area. Been out here since 2008. I came out to be a part of uh, a performing arts company. It was a music outreach program. Did that for four years, finished up with that, and then decided to come back to L.A. and, like, plant my ass and and uh, pursue a number of things, including the acting, modeling, mm-hmm. music, production, L.A. slash, 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 slash. <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever comes to the table, slash, slash, slash. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I just have to say, like, I, I just recently was introduced to your work on that short that you just posted, you are a, by the way, a wonderful actor. And I'm not just saying that because you're on my show, 
but your reality is so right there that I am was very, very impressed with your work. Thank you. Thanks for saying that. I appreciate it. So why don't we set the stage for psychedelics a little bit? When did your psychedelic exploration begin? Um, all right. Well, I guess it depends on what we consider psychedelics in a sense. So just, okay, lay down your, the foundation for maybe your substances in your life and how, when that began and, and with what. Gotcha. Um, first introduction to, uh, I guess, mind altering plant life would Mm -hmm. have been cannabis. Okay. Um, starting off in high school, just after high school, um, first year out, uh, dove into that and it was recreational. It was very much, um, to have fun. It wasn't necessarily with any intention involved other than like, Hey, this is new. Let's try this. Let's see what this is all about. Mm -hmm. Um, so did that occasionally. Um, and then for a number of years when I was in this performing arts company, I didn't, I wasn't smoking or drinking or really doing much at that point, Mm um, on tour. And then when I came back and then coming to LA, um, was where I started experimenting a little bit more with some other psychedelics. What what made you want to try them? Well, uh, new perspectives, really. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, at that point in my young twenties, I was like, "Let's just try." I don't know. Let's. I'm learning. I'm learning yeah. about the world. What's going on? I had access to some of these things. I'd heard some of these experiences with friends. Um, I guess originally, kind of shifting my own paradigm around it, shifting my some of the stigmas that I've heard about a lot of different things. Um, a lot of friends that I'd, I'd known and I'd trusted for years who'd experienced this before had a lot to say and share that were more in like positive aspects. Yeah. Um, and so partly it came through the music scene, the festival scene sure. in certain ways of kind of getting more into like, how do we celebrate? How is, how is this augmenting celebration? Mm-hmm. And so that was more of my original intent. Mm-hmm. Um, since then it's shifted, um, still from a celebratory place but also an intentional with healing and with uh, challenging beliefs that I currently have just to offer up some new perspectives and a multitude of other things. Wow, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Can you can you unpack that a little bit more about maybe an example of how a perspective has shifted? Do you have any like specific examples of uh, maybe you went into something thinking one thing and through kind of psychedelics, you were forced to either question something or look a little deeper? Yeah, um, I guess the first thing that comes up is my original experience with LSD. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that was my first my first trip, if you will, my yeah. first like real true psychedelic outside of cannabis. How long ago was that? The 2015. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I guess one of the first things that came up for me was when I first went into it. I was re- that was I was a little bit more reluctant. Um, mainly because I've heard so much about the stigmas around LSD, about it, you know, burning your spinal cord and kind of like, <laughs> yeah. well, they like so much of this that was like, okay, this is detrimental to health. This apparently will, you'll die immediately. Like, you yeah, know, all, all the propaganda of, that went down. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Midwestern raids. So like I didn't experience and I, not to say that there's not that in the Midwest, but like I just hadn't been exposed to it. So yeah. when I came into it, I kind of had that stigma, a little bit of mm-hmm. negative stigma. Mm-hmm. I was uh, offered to go to a friend's birthday party where it was a very intimate group of friends. They had a really beautiful location out on the West side, kind of overlooking Santa Monica from the hill and out in nature and you know, we're going to have like eight people, we're going to do some LSD, we're going to have a time, we're going to be DJing some music, we're going to mm-hmm. be making some food, just like Sounds really amazing. hanging out. Yeah, yeah. really relaxed. Um, and so my first experience going in was was that kind of setup. And I initially remember after taking it, a lot of, I wanted to really just like dive into the things that I heard that were these stigmas as far as like, don't go into a room by yourself, don't look into the mirror, don't like. Let's do it. These, yeah, like I was like, let's let's see, like what's yeah. what's the deal? Why is this this thing that apparently most people want to avoid or, or I've been told to avoid? Um, and I dove in and I just remember being outside uh, on the patio overlooking the the trees, like the hills that then had the water behind it. And I remember first starting to get that that little bit of wave, mm-hmm. seeing the trees dance mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, we had the music going and that was my first like, okay. Shit's right. happening. I ha- yeah, I have, <laughs> I have a new, here's like the first step of things are different. Yes. All right, so trees dance. Okay. I'm into trees dancing. This is for, Me too. Check one, let's go. <laughs> um, and then further on through that, one of the things that I guess was a profound shift for me was when I was having some conversations with people and 
I, I recognize that as we were speaking, I, I felt like, you know how you can have a conversation and, and within like 60 seconds go to like 12 different tributaries of topic or yeah. wherever, if it's, if it's just kind of loose and flowing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt like I was, when I first was having this conversation, it felt so clear as far as tracing back what we were talking about and being like, wow. oh, we got from here to here through all these different places. And I felt this very present to like all the space that we went. Wow. And, and it felt, and it, I guess, more liberated in this way of like, wait a second. So this isn't something that's just like a dissociative. This isn't something that just like pulls me away from me mm-hmm. or is a distraction of some capacity like alcohol has been in some mm-hmm. times. And um, this is something that, I remember initially just feeling like, oh, this is, I feel like I've opened up the aperture in some capacity. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've pushed back and had this like wider viewed perspective. And so that to me was the first aha moment of like, of this could be something very helpful and yeah. beneficial. Um, and I remember initially thinking too, this can be accessed outside of psychedelics. I remember having this very distinct feeling of like experiencing that and then feeling in myself this kind of alignment of mm. where I was at, the clarity, the joy, the um, lack of doubt, mm-hmm. like lack of self-doubt in ways and just being like, oh, this is a grounding place that like I feel like this can be reached outside of psychedelics, but this is a, a, a door into it. This is kind of a window into let me go in here and check it out. And it just kind of contributed this new perspective to my paradigm my thinking wow wow that is beautifully put and I I couldn't agree more in terms of just clarity like I've never seen and also communication I'm you know I think a lot of people might think like oh you're I mean maybe for some okay and I, I will say that this is a more of a personal thing but when I am on a psychedelic whether it's mushrooms or acid my ability to communicate is so much better in fact it actually helped it helps me with this actually it helped me with um when I had done a couple of podcasts before I actually microdosed before because I realized I am in my my most my flow state I'm funny and I'm loose and I'm not overthinking kind of like we were saying all the self-doubt and all this stuff like instead of overthinking about what I was going to say next I just said what was natural it was just so it was beautiful, but then it taught me. I'm like, but those are my words. Those are my words. Like I realize, like you're saying, the self-doubt and the overthinking and, and how is this going to land and maybe worrying about if I say that, how is it going to land instead of just saying kind of whatever is that presently happening in that moment. And it really did open up that clarity for me too. And I've actually microdosed as well for when I was working and, and had the same level of um, – problem solving is what I'd call it. Like my ability to problem solve was so noticeably different in just little things like something like I couldn't figure something out. I 20 times I've been trying that. I'm like hitting a wall and I had had just started microdosing kind of regularly. And then suddenly I went back to that thing and could finally see a new path. Like you're saying a new perspective. I'm like, wait, I can, what about this? And then suddenly it works. I'm like, whoa and then it just kind of kept happening I was like this is amazing but now I've kind of trained starting to train my mind without the psychedelics so um I couldn't agree more with what you're saying about the perspectives but I do want to go back to your story and go back to the stigmas okay so you said that looking at the mirror and small places did you try it that night yeah um immediately and the first things um nothing surprising <laughs> nothing like i mean it went into a dark room and it was like okay well it's it's just really it's just dark <laughs> it's just dark apparently we lo- apparently light helps this experience okay so let's <laughs> let's incorporate some light i don't know what that was maybe someone was feeling lonely already and yeah. felt like they went to a dark room and just that was amplified yeah because that can also happen mm-hmm. um and then i went to the bathroom and like looked at myself in the mirror and i did the face you know you get the your face looks a little different maybe mm-hmm. there's lines that are a little bit more exaggerated because yeah. of how much our senses are kind of heightened in a way. So we're perceiving the light reflecting and those lines maybe look deeper or look like they're moving slightly or what have you. And so I remember having this experience of being like, oh, this is interesting. Like there's definitely a, a new contour and contrast to my face in a sense. Mm -hmm. But, and then I could also be like, okay, well someone might've done that and just been freaked the fuck out because they're like, this is, I don't like this. Or maybe there was a sense of insecurity rooted on that, in that, like in that perception that they're like, okay, 
I, I, I can't deal with that. So yeah. whatever the case, who knows what the narrative was, but. Yeah, I think with that, with that one, it's so funny. I had that exact, so, okay. I will say the first time I did mushrooms, um, I won't go into the whole story, but I was 16 and my face definitely like melted. And I, I'm not saying that to like scare people, but it was just, I was already though in a, I had did mushrooms all wrong the first time. And so I was already in a fearful state. So it, it was like I, at, and at, at 16, I didn't have the tools to stop the fear. Like the fear was just like snowballing. And so looking in the mirror, all I'm seeing is cat scared. And so cat scared equaled then me getting even scarier to myself and, and not recognizing myself. And I realized that was an inside job of why, this isn't hindsight, of why I think that was happening because now... I find it really interesting, like my self-esteem, especially from psychedelics, has um, increased a lot because I've, because my communication's better and therefore I think I can connect with people better and I can feel their connection to me better and it, right, it spirals. And so when I look in the mirror, I actually, I sometimes think I have like, like I'm like glowing more than I would if I'm not in a psychedelic. So I think in a lot of ways, I, I recognize that it's, um, how I feel about myself in that moment. And, and I've been fortunate to go into psychedelics recently where I've had all wonderful experiences, some of them more profound and like I'm going through things, but it's not from like a scary place. And I, I see that ref like reflected back to me, I guess. Strong, strong mm -hmm. point. I, I would agree as far as having experiences like that, where, um, to me, that kind of mirroring of what's happening currently already internally mm -hmm. definitely comes forward and there's not necessarily anywhere to hide, like, because I feel like it does strip some of that self-doubt, mm -hmm. but it allows, it's, it's, I guess I imagine it kind of like this alignment thing where you do, if you go into psychedelics, like there's going to be an alignment of soul, spirit, mind that like, there's going to be some shit. Like there's going to be some shit. If you've lived the human experience in any capacity, there's going to be things that we haven't necessarily wanted to deal with mm -hmm. and diving into these spaces with that kind of restriction removed in a sense, mm -hmm. it's going to bring some stuff up. And I, and I feel you with that because I've also had some experiences where it didn't end up in the positive space necessarily that I was intending or hoping for. Mm -hmm. But in hindsight, looking back at it, reflected something that I really needed to understand at the time that maybe my own justification or self-preservation would have resisted to see longer without having had that experience. Mm. Can you talk about that a little bit more? You don't have to go into too detail, but what did uh, that kind of more difficult journey look like for you? And then what did it look like after? Um, yeah, originally, uh, so I was out in Joshua Tree. Um, it was my partner's birthday. We had a group of people out there. Mm -hmm. Everyone was doing shrooms. And we went on a hike and came back. Mm -hmm. And we're making food and doing art. And it was wonderful. And it was freezing. But it was great. And um, and at this point, I, was, I already had this a little bit of anxiety. It was already a little bit anxious. Like, this was one of my first times hanging out with this group of people as well. Got it. Um, it was my partner's birthday. Like, everyone was showing up really fully and beautifully. And... And I had a little bit of shame of like, man, like I could have showed up even more and had this kind of self, <laughs> a little bit of self-depreciation going on, mm, which doesn't help no. in the equation by any means. And so I was going through my own little bit of, of anxiety in a sense. And um, and so one of the moments when I, after it had already, the mushrooms have kicked in, I was already in a space of like, okay, let me navigate this. I went over to the car and went to go get something out of it. And I decided to take a seat in the passenger seat and just kind of sit and breathe for a minute, to try to get my, get my footing and and kind of ground myself, and um, and I remember just having this moment, because it was, it was dark in the car, there were no sounds, it was just like me by myself, yeah. and I remember feeling this extreme bout of just like overwhelming wave of loneliness, mm. and, um, and it was really heavy, it was like, it, it, it made my stomach turn, I felt like this was like the loneliest I've felt in my life. It felt like one of these moments of just like, this is what loneliness actually feels like. Wow. This is what true loneliness feels like. And to me, that's one of uh, the foundations of like, I guess my mission and purpose in life in some sense is to like create to abolish loneliness. Like, mm. I, I think that's a, an epidemic in itself. And so, um, you know, obviously the human experience, like we're all going through a lot of shit. And like the more that we just dispel some of the things that make us feel more alone, like the more we're going to actually move through it with some uh, 
compassion and, and increase the humanity like within those scenarios. So yeah. I just remember feeling like, whoa, this is like, this is challenging. I don't want to feel this. I don't want to be in this. And I went and talk, spoke to my partner and told her about it and just kind of brought it to the table because it had been sitting deeply rooted in me that mm. apparently I needed to address and um, or I got to address. And so, again, in a hindsight perspective, looking back, I'm now extremely grateful because it did kind of create a little bit more context for like mm. there was a lot perhaps that was hidden that I wasn't willing to look at in the moment. Yeah. And this was kind of one just an assistance, like a support to like, OK, you can try to deny as much as you want, but you were going to pull this out and you're going to have this experience because this is for you. Yeah. You know, this is this for is what me. You need. Yeah, exactly. And so. It wasn't the ideal time. It wouldn't have been like the like, yes, I want this to happen at my partner's birthday with a bunch of her friends sure. and like have that experience. But I think that's also uh, you know, testament to how powerful this can be as well yep. in an intentional space. Because my intent at that time was to like I wanted to enjoy this and have fun, but I had my own resistance that was really at the core that needed to be yeah. needed to be excavated. It could so. it sounds like it yeah, it could you couldn't reach the um that pivotal joy that you wanted with, with that kind of lingering in there. It's interesting that you bring that up because I had a very similar in Joshua tree. Um, I, before all the fun had started taking place with mushrooms, I had taken them again. And what that, what that did for me is I felt so exhausted emotionally. And what I realized from it, like it was so many waves, waves of like, Tears, laughing, overwhelm, loneliness, then like comfort with her, like all this stuff. And I, in hindsight, again, like you were saying, I got to realize I'm like, oh, um, I have a lot of undealt with emotion. Like I'm, these mushrooms, like, and I knew I kind of did because it was always really easy for me to cry. I remember thinking like, why is it, why and do I always feel like I'm going to like cry? Like this is about three years ago. And like, I would tell a story and my voice would start cracking. And I was like, wasn't that sad? I'm like, Kat, what in the fuck is going on here? And, um, and then I did mushrooms and it was just, I, I did, I didn't do mushrooms again for a year, not because it was bad, but because I was like, damn girl, you have to deal without the mushrooms now. Like this just showed you, you've got a lot of stuff that you need to handle here. And so I did, and I ended up doing ayahuasca about six months later, and I dove into my spirituality and just started healing myself from um, just honestly just life tacking on and doubt and feeling small and all this stuff. And, and then finally, after all that work, I was able to get to the joy. Then I could like party with my friends and have fun, and I like had to work through it for the mushrooms to get fun. It's not like a sudden, sudden fun thing. And I want, people should know that, you know, it's not like you take a mushroom and you're like, oh, it's a party. Not, not, probably not. Especially if it's your first time, it's going to be an experience of, like you're saying, introspection. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, honestly commend you for like the self-awareness around that, because I feel like that isn't always the case for a lot of people. Yeah. To be like, okay, well, let me hand, let me do the work beforehand to actually get the full benefit of doing this or do the full joy involved in this. Because, and that's a, going back to something we'd mentioned before, like that is something that I would share with people in the sense of like, we get to shift our perspective around this because there's so many possibilities and opportunities with mm -hmm. healing and with, in so many ways that we're still now just uncovering or, or at least more in the mainstream conversation yeah. being had around it. Um, and at the same time, like any experience, there's a time and place, there is a state of mind to be in, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, I mean, I, I, like alcohol is one of those that like it's widely accepted globally, communally, mm -hmm. but we also know like it's not for everyone and yeah. it shouldn't be in every scenario and the abuse of it can be very detrimental. Yes. Extremely. And so in, in this scenario, I would also say that this is something to explore. It's absolutely worth like, you, this is your life. This is our life. Yeah. We're making up the rules as we go. We always have like, we're doing it with society, our, ourselves, our own boundaries, our own mm -hmm. morals, all these things. And at the same time, these can be extremely beneficial tools to support, to uplift, to provide new perspective, to mm -hmm. um, to challenge certain beliefs that may be limiting in your in your life. And, and this is something that you get to do and work from internally out. Yeah. And so I feel like there's so much benefit. And at the same time, it gets to be respected. It gets it to be def respected. Definitely needs to be respected. 
And when it's not, I mean, <clears throat> like you're saying, like with the intention of going in, um, I would almost recommend to everyone before they do like a, a, a psychedelic to before you throw yourself into like a big social setting with a lot of people, like just understanding um, what it, what it is first, because it's, you know, I've been, I've been with people where I've, I've stayed with them the whole night because it was a really tough time. They didn't know. And it was, a, it was probably the wrong setting for them to have tried it in such a large setting that they were, because uh, I think that kind of added into it, the, the the overwhelm and then other people. And then like, there's a self-consciousness around it if you're not. And it's just um, uh, tiptoeing in with like kind of a, a smaller group of people that you love and seeing what it's about definitely can help in understanding what it is and then adding in that set and setting and figuring out like, okay, like how can I expand this now? Like a music festival and things like that where. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And because uh, get, getting to that point is the best. Like it's so much fun. Oh my God. Like it's one of the, it's, it's probably the reason why most of us have gotten into psychedelics yeah. in some capacity. It was like, I'm going to fucking wiling out and have a blast in dance my ass off and and play music and sing and connect with people and you know be intimate with people whatever the case whatever yeah. all encompassing let me just destroy the mic with my hand <laughs> um, do it it's your <laughs> I'm mic passionate about it <laughs> but it is one that like you know you you do I, I agree like get to know where you are first like know how you are with this experience it's kind of like I don't know putting on a pair of shoes that like you know you never tried on but now I'm gonna go hiking in the, or I'm gonna go hiking in these or I'm gonna go you know for yeah. someone wearing heels like I've never worn them in my life but let me go to this party for 12 hours for right. the first time it's like <laughs> you might find discomfort like yeah. you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. get familiar a little bit oh my god that's a beautiful analogy <laughs> that's so fucking true yeah just, yeah. just for yourself just so then you can fly you're not worrying about yourself the whole time because there's such like the thing to me about psychedelics is it's so beautiful because of the connectivity yes it's it's like it can be amazing by ourselves in a personal space and go through all the introspective um questions asked and have all these amazing transform transformative experiences yep. but like with people it's like this is where yeah. this is where this thing becomes magical even in more so so Fucking like magical. I could not agree more. And being like, come back to music and, and, and psychedelics, like joy to feel utter joy like that is medicine. That is medicine. There's not only nothing like no wonder festivals are on the rise because that is like liberation, freedom, joy, happiness, like to be a kid again, like, and then to feel the senses so heightened in your body and so open and loving to others like it is the world as it should be as opposed to what it is what it, what is it Kat? what, what, what is the world? <laughs> I'm curious. i just polarity so much polarity and right now like look this actually this is actually a really interesting question and just because like the time um psychedelic use was way up in 2020 way up and um i guess i'll put it to you and say uh why do you think that is? Mm, because the unknown was more present and, and prevalent in our lives than it has been. At least the, the fallacy of having things under control was a little bit more um, felt within our grip yeah. prior to this. Mm -hmm. And I think that the idea that we don't have it all under control and we don't know what tomorrow brings and our tomorrow has now been challenged from what we thought it was going to be. So now my perspective's opened up to let me try some things that I've heard are, are of that space because mm -hmm. I was just forced into it because my reality got flipped upside down on its head and I don't know what tomorrow looks like yeah. and it's terrifying. Let me become familiar with the terror. Let me understand why there's fear here and I think this is one of the reasons why people were like, yeah, sure, I'll try it because I'm already terrified. I'm already un in this unknown space. Yeah. And there's people speaking about like, okay, well, you want to know some things. This could help you get to know yourself even further in mm -hmm. some capacity. So mm -hmm. I think, and, and I would say it's both wise and I hope it was done in a way of respect. I hope it was done in a place where it wasn't like, I need the answers and that's it. So here it is. Cause I think it, if it's kind of like expectations in general, like mm -hmm. if there's going to be, if you go in with certain intentions, it's going to be great. But if you go in with certain expectations and those expectations aren't met, it offers, it opens up the door to disappointment and opens up the door to, to something's wrong. Yep. And then the focus on what's wrong then becomes this self-perpetuating kind of pattern of 
either now I'm going to polarize again and say this is bad or good, or I'm going to be like, this isn't helpful. I'm broken in some capacity. I'm an mm -hmm. issue. So I feel like I hope that people did it with, with a little bit of guidance in some capacity. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it was all over the place, yeah. but like, I think it could have been helpful for some people. And I bet it also might've been deterring for others because of the instability that was already ensuing at that for point. sure so for sure now that i mean that you bring up so many good points and what you said about expectation is so spot on and that's another thing for it's another perfect um parallel for life and life and a psychedelic right especially as we look into 2021 it's it's early days here in 2021 and um <laughs> i'm sorry for everybody listening there's a pillow with my face on it that my aunt made and it is now it's now with sam um, <laughs> um, I'd love to know what kind of psychedelics you've tried. Uh, I have tried, so I'm going to consider cannabis a psychedelic. I'm just going to loop it in there. Throw it in. It was, yeah. in in it's its own way. Um, it's been a medicine for me in certain capacities. Mm -hmm. Um, cannabis, psilocybin, LSD, um, GHB. Oh, that's not necessarily a psychedelic, but, um, and, uh, and then 2CB and ketamine. I would love for you to tell me about 2CB. I've never tried it and I've heard a lot about it. Like how would you describe that feeling, sensation? Can yeah. you describe it? <laughs> yeah, I, I can describe mine. I can okay. describe okay. my experience with it. Um, so I, I tried 2CB after doing the majority of the other ones that I'd mentioned. My experience with it was, so it was extremely body high and it was extremely visual. And it was extremely uplifting. So mm. I was, my first experience was at a festival with it. And having done LSD, psilocybin, all these other things that do augment mm -hmm. uh, visuals mm -hmm. and, and, and all the feels and body feels. Yep. This to me was, maybe it was the mood I was in. Maybe it was the environment, all kinds of variables in this equation. Yeah. But, uh, it was kind of next level in a sense when it comes to something synthetic that I tried. Really? It was more, to me, it was more potent than LSD was. I felt like the the patterns, the lighting, the um, the geometric aspects of it. Oh, so it does do that too? I, it, for me, it did in wow. that experience. Okay. I mean, I was, it was... It was liberating. I felt so at peace. I felt so overjoyed. Um, I was also dancing and, you know, like just like having the time of my life. So yeah. I, I think that there was a lot to be said about the environment that sure. I was in. But as far as if I, if anyone has ever done LSD, it to me was like, okay, we're taking a step up. We're, we're you know, we're, go, we're going to the next level. And but then at the same time, extremely present, extremely clear. Mm -hmm. um, it did last for a solid, like, I don't know, six hours or so, maybe. So it's an LSD type of feeling, but half the time. Or maybe not half, but LSD is about at least about nine hours-ish. It was a little longer. And, and that, may be, that may be inaccurate. Like, I felt like it was at a, a really potent space for about six hours. And that oh, was okay. definitely residual, you know what I mean? As sure, far sure, as sure. to come down and still having a little bit of the energy, but it wasn't like the visuals and... Mm. Uh, some of the like really overstimulating body sensory experience was there. So Got it was, it. I still had some energy and like I wasn't sleeping, you know, but it was definitely the come down, I think was lasted a little longer, but I wasn't got in like it. the peak place was probably for like a salad, like six got hours. Got it, got it. Would it, would it almost be like a combining like Molly with LSD? Yeah, like a strong candy flip. Right. Next level. Yeah. It's pretty fun, guys. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> plug that because I'd get in trouble, but. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll stop there before I get. <laughs> it's like at the at the end of the day, it's like hopefully you're having fun. Like this is a celebratory yeah. thing, and like, yeah. and you know, I wouldn't say just go do it cause when you have a work day. Like this is no. like this is something that like if you're gonna be in this space of joy and optimism and mm -hmm. gratitude and pair it with all these really beneficial things in our life energetically that are already gonna heighten us and take us to this yeah. level, it's just that augmentation. It's just yeah. that step. So it's like there's no this is gonna fix something. It's not about like I need to eradicate something so let me do this it's just like you want the best experience of these these supports in a way of these chemicals of these um substances excuse me mm -hmm. be in that space like do the work to get in the yeah. space of joy gratitude humility openness love yeah. and then 
go there. Yes. And it's like, all right. Okay, fine. And it's like suddenly like amplifying joy and happiness. You're like, <laughs> everything's so exciting. Like this chair could be extremely exciting if I'm in that state. Um, everything, the littlest yes. things could be. Yes. Um, my friend uh, Michelle was on the show and she also brought up a good point, which is, and you remember everything and you don't yes. have a hangover the next day and you're not doing stupid shit. I have done more. I have made more mistakes in my life from being just way too drunk, straight up. Like things that I would have not done. There has never been a time in my life on a psychedelic, or or I mean, ecstasy is actually or or Molly is in the it's in the family. Yeah. Um. Never have I ever and knock on wood. Oh my God. <laughs> um. Have I done anything that I would have not done in my sober state? Where when I when I was drinking, like there has been plenty of times or things I've said that I'm like, well, wouldn't have said that, but here we are. Yeah, inhibitions to the fucking wind. Yeah, yeah I, I feel you. I feel you. And that's a really good point. And that's something that I think provides a new form of context when it comes to um, altering whatever state you decide to alter in. Like, I don't have the same level of desire to drink alcohol as I used to. And a lot of it has to do with like, oh, there are there are better options. And, you know, to at least to be in the state of play, be in the state of like, oh, we're trying to have fun and turn up in some capacity. It's like... I can do this without the hangover, without destroying my body, without all of these horrible residuals around the potential of blacking out and not even remember the joy and fun that we were having. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck that. Like, why yeah. ever would... Am I allowed to swear on this? I'm, fuck yeah. Okay, dope. Okay, cool. <laughs> but like, throw that out. Like, it, and, and to me, that's an overall like better health move in general. Like, if yeah. that kind of context is created and someone does want to be able to have access to something that creates that kind of joy or like, I'm trying to turn up and let loose, go that direction. Set yourself up to have an experience that's going to be like really maybe transformative in a way that's going to like still be celebratory, be with people doing it, and then like have a fresh fucking day the next day without yeah. having to like repay the debt of shame that you did perhaps the night before of having to call and see if you did anything or left anything somewhere like yeah. any of the shit that comes with booze all of that yep. you know like it's just once you've had it's kind of like once you've had the good shit like the other shit doesn't taste as good yeah and it's for like this sure. is a much better experience again my personal experience i'm not gonna say it's for everyone yeah. but like for yeah. me I, I much prefer that and then i can get up and get a workout in in the morning and feel good totally Totally. Cool. Same here. I, I went to a, I was, I went to a, a bachelor party. I guess it would be a couple of years ago now. Um, half of us were only basically doing like psychedelics. Like we just ran around in Vegas on mushrooms, like all the whole weekend. Like I just like, f we just floated through and I wouldn't recommend that for most people. We <laughs> just have are people that have now done a lot of psychedelics where we're just comfortable tripping and also being in Vegas, which would be probably a super weird place for some people to be. So I would not recommend that. But we were just like, la la la, just running around. And then half half the girls um, only drank. Um, and the next day, like we, it was like time for the pool. And of course, like the ones, us who were like had mushrooms, we were just like fresh and ready to go. And like the other girls, yeah, like got our little wedges on on our bikinis because obviously it's Vegas. Um, and uh, and then half were just the, the ones who just drank were struggling until, of course, like then drinking at the pool again. And meanwhile, we just continued with mushrooms. And needless to say, didn't come back from Vegas feeling like shit or just like, well, that was the most joyful Vegas trip I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Four <laughs> days and feeling fresh. What's <laughs> feeling Vegas? Hey. Extra fresh yeah. <laughs> and enlightened a little bit. Yeah. Learn some stuff. Yeah. I love a lot of things <laughs> about myself and people. This is really wonderful. Yeah. So funny. Um, so I know you've done kind of like a, um, sounds like a, a cool little range of different psychedelics. How do you pick which one you're going to do is it based on the set and the setting like how do you how do you you know is there a certain substance that you like to pair with a certain type of experience yes can you elaborate <laughs> <laughs> wonderful yeah. next question yeah <laughs> the answer is yes moving on um yeah um so so more recently a lot of my experience especially because 2020 quarantine the environment shifted. Yeah. Festivals weren't happening. The parties weren't happening so much. The some of the friends gatherings weren't happening so much. Um, 
And so there was a lot more time in nature, a lot more time exploring, mm -hmm. um, camping, hiking, all the things. Uh, to me, shrooms is usually the first go-to. Yeah. When in nature. Yeah. Just pairs. I mm -hmm. mean, you're getting you're getting something natural with the natural world. I feel like there's something holy about it in the sense of like, it's of this. This was meant to be in this space. Mm -hmm. Let's be here. Mm -hmm. um, with that said, uh, LSD definitely is always it's 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 the combination brought a lot of the time. It's like mm -hmm. okay, well, where are we feeling this day? What are we what are we in the mood for? Um, so, personally, I like psilocybin outdoors. If I'm going to be in a festival setting, um, I'm typically going to go a little bit more LSD mm -hmm. uh, MDMA in that capacity because of the. Uh, exuberant aspect it feels to me a little bit more external in the sense of like my energy is going outward i want to share it i yeah. want to go outward when mushrooms for me a lot of the time becomes this it's it's inward it's this inward i'm, I'm having this relationship with nature i'm mm -hmm. having this relationship with myself i'm having this relationship with my partner whatever mm -hmm. the case like mm -hmm. there's something a little bit more grounded feeling to me about it and lsd and mdma that's like it still can be grounding, but it's like, oh, we're heightened. The energy's here. Yeah. We're going to have a time, you know, yes. and it's like, I want to be this. I want to be outward with yeah. people. Yeah. So those would be the scenarios. And I would say the same thing with like 2CB. I would see this, say the same thing um, with, with GHB. I would say otherwise, I would be the opposite. It would be back to kind of a, a more, for me personally, a, a grounded space. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that's where I prefer it. Mm -hmm. If... And then going to like a ketamine, I haven't had as much experience with ketamine, but it would be more so toward that kind of grounded, this is a different kind of intention. I know people have used it in certain forms of therapy. People have used it in, mm -hmm. in a lot of like also journey work. And I know people who've just gone ham on it in festivals. So like, yeah, but personally, my experience is like, I want to know, I want to be in the experience if I'm going to be with people, I want to be contributing. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm going to, I want to be present and I want to be outward. I want to be giving and serving in that capacity. I don't want to be necessarily caught up in my own space. I don't, yeah. and and that deserves its own respect in its own environment. And yeah. so, um, and cannabis to me is both places. It, mm -hmm. it can be both, absolutely. But more in, recently, it's been used to, for like internal journeying and mm -hmm. a lot of trauma work and a lot of, um, yeah, just I guess holding up a light pointing it more so at myself than outward mm, yeah that's i that's i have the same thing with um cannabis as well i it's funny i've been i've been recently um like called to like get back into it a little bit maybe just yeah i can't even really pinpoint it except that i want to again i used to not because i, I would get in my head too much um and not and i hadn't kind of mastered the therapeutic use it, it, in fact, I hadn't like really mastered my mind yet. And I'm still, I mean, who, who has, right? You got master, it down. Yeah. I'm not, what? I'm a monk. <laughs> Trip on this guys. All that, all that's, you know, magic mushrooms. And I have mastered my mind. No, but, oh, so impressive. Yeah, but you know, um, the, my thoughts, you know, the narrator in your head is, is already sometimes I'm always like, shh. Like we're, we're having a present moment. Like, why are, why are you asking like, like what's for breakfast and blah, blah, blah. And so when I take, um, I have weed sometimes it kicks it up, but recently, like, I feel like I can learn about that part of myself and like master it in that state. Like, I think if I intentionally use it to like focus on maybe that aspect of my mind and like how to, I don't want to say tame it cause that's probably not the right term, but am I making sense? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm with you. I'm just I'm following this this route. That we're I on. wasn't sure if I was following my own story. I'm like, um. <laughs> the mind was asking about breakfast yeah. again while you were talking. All of a sudden, I was like, "What's for lunch?" <laughs> <laughs> That's so. I'm definitely keeping this in the edit. Can I can I make a, a touch on a point that we were talking about yes, with please. with the the uh, mental stimulation yeah, of yeah, that? Yeah. That's one that I think anyone who's who's smoked weed has probably gone through that of like, man, some you know sativas get me in my head and indicas get me in my body and that kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. thing. Uh, sure, I mean it. it depending on your chemistry, what you're smoking, where you are, who you are, like yeah. it's going to affect you differently. Yeah. But, but with that said, um, going back to the mental aspects of of this experience, like I also understand that when it goes, the tapes playing, the narratives going, almost in an anxious state, almost like. You know, 
I'm just thinking of everything. I don't, I don't feel grounded and stable, whatever the case. And, um, and, and I'm not necessarily in my heart or in my body. And like a lot for me, the being in my body with cannabis is like something that I really enjoy. I like dancing and grooving and moving or meditating and kind of using it intentionally like that. But I guess when it comes to being in the, that headspace, I think there's a lot to be said still about like, of because that tape is running right and it's going to be running the narrative when i say the tape i'm pointing at my head and making circular Mm -hmm. motions with my finger as in like the narratives that we have been telling ourselves or that we've heard about ourselves about the world about the people in the world whatever is going to be shouting all kinds of shit at us Mm -hmm. and i feel like the cool thing about that is like when that happens not if it happens when it happens taking like a really uh objective position Mm -hmm. a neutral position and like being an observer of and listening to and because you're going to learn about your ego, you're going to learn about yourself, you're mm. going to learn about your fears, you're going to learn about insecurities, you're going to learn about, um, you know, th- maybe energy that is going to these places that necessarily isn't always present or always forward. Yeah. And this is going to be a moment to an, an opportunity yeah. to be like, well, what the fuck is the tape saying? Like, let me listen for a second. And I do things like I'll record myself, I'll let it spin and I'll record it sometimes just to like, one, get it out. It's the same way of like if I was be able to sit down with a friend or a therapist or someone. Oh, that's I trust what you're saying like, out loud. Yeah, I talk out, out loud sometimes. all the time. Go on, I love oh, that you yeah. do that. Well, it's, it's it's interesting because I've also been considering the idea of you know the words that we put out into the world also kind of that's energy. That's like yeah. it, our voices are so connected. It's vibration. It's so mm-hmm. connected to who we are, our identities, and how just energy moves. And, and this is my way of thinking and belief. Yeah, no, but, I, I'm, um, I'm with you. And and so at least getting it out because allowing all that stuff to stay in, I don't believe is going to be helpful. And like, if you are in a space where you can speak this stuff out so then you can hear yourself say it. And at least there's an understanding of like, I get to know myself a little bit deeper in this, even if it is fear-based, even if it is anxiety-based, even whatever the case, there's an opportunity to hear this. Mm -hmm. And I will love, I just sometimes love recording it and hearing that. But then I find myself getting past some of that and then dropping more into my heart after mm-hmm. having expelled some of this anxious energy yeah. and speaking into almost like self-coaching myself back through it. And I feel like yep. that practice, which becomes intentional, becomes like the exact medicine needed to like really dive into any obstacle or any kind of thing that we may run into in our lives that like mm-hmm. requires our own self-regulation, our own yeah. self kind of coaching. And so to me, those are really strong opportunities to just really sit with our own negative stories sit with our own yeah. shit that and maybe we don't consider it negative it's I, that's putting that's putting a a, a condensation to the narrative yeah. like really taking a neutral space and just being like okay who am i yeah apparently this is also part of me and it wouldn't have really been present maybe if i hadn't had the substance as, as mm-hmm. a part of my chemistry but it's an opportunity to just again i get to know myself with this substance and where i am in my life because maybe there was a moment where i should have had this outspoken before but i've been letting it fester and linger inside of me for so long and now it's finally like all right motherfucker i can't sit in dormant anymore yeah i'm coming out yeah you know? yeah so i love everything you said i really do and i love that you look at it as an opportunity and i think that's why um i feel more called to it now um again because what you do talking out loud um is something i've recently started doing um this last couple months for me has just been uh, a very transformative time, like for me, like just, and uh, understanding the self-saboteur and um, understanding, listening to the thoughts and um, asking myself out loud, and I really recommend this. I'm going to parrot what you said because I do this all the time. It is so invaluable to hear it. It's one thing to hear the, for the loop to be going on in your head, but to actually say it out loud is immediately cathartic. It's like immediately because I, and then I answer myself back, ask myself questions and I answer myself back. Or even when I see like, because I, I have such a, <laughs> I live alone. So I'm literally talking to myself pretty much all the time, but, um, uh it's I don't live alone and I do that shit all the time so hey <laughs> she's like are you talking to me or she's like no no it's just got got some stuff um but yeah it's um it has been hugely hugely helpful for me to get to know myself and like you said like be my own therapist and to um even like certain things where I can see my mind going into one direction I'm like why do you keep hurting yourself like that like why that 
thought hurts you to think, to, to say that, like, or even if it's like a, what are they thinking or a doubt? I'm like, but that feeling, what it's creating, it's creating um, sadness in me. I'm like, so like, I'll ask myself, I'm like, Kat, why do you, what do you, why are you asking yourself that? Like that's, you've already answered this question. You've already answered that. Like there's no, there's no new answer here. So like it's time to start rewriting the program here, like start rewriting the program, but saying it out loud, I've noticed it does become easier to start rewriting the program or easier to catch. Like I'll suddenly, it's now the, the, sh- the length of time that I'll suddenly be like, am I fucking thinking about that thing again? Like, God damn it. But now it's quick. It used to be like four minutes before I was like, oh my God, have I been just like thinking about shit for four minutes that I didn't want to think about? Where now it's, it might be 30 seconds. And I'm like, ah, stop it. Stop. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just come back. I love everything you said. And yes, I think I want to try cannabis again to use it again as the same. Now that I have this tool in my normal waking day, um, I'd like to challenge it a little bit now with cannabis. I love that. I love that, that, that catching it, catching the, what you said, and instead of spending all this time and energy and building up that story and associating it with identity and being like, well, this is why, and this is why I'm shit, and this is why this doesn't work, and this is why I keep doing this, and this is why I have this pattern, and like having this victim mentality around it, like mm-hmm. catching it and just being like, nope, hold up, this is this okay, this narrative apparently this is part of my egoic structure. This is part of a narrative that I had somehow adopted because it proved something mm-hmm. in my life that I wanted to be right about and I don't want to let go of it still mm-hmm. for some reason. But being able to have that shift and go, okay, this is just 30 seconds. All right, I get to have this experience. I get to have this feeling. I get to go through this emotion, but I don't get to hold on to it and put myself in this fucking purgatory for so long. Yeah. And like having those catches and that like speaking that out so you can't really lie to yourself. Like mm-hmm. we can lie to ourselves logically in our head and try to like, I think these things, but like, let me distract it and move around. Like, no, say it out. If it comes out and it feels honest and it is aligned with your body and your breath and there's not really resistance around it, then apparently it's a belief that's in there that you get to look at and decide if it's something that's going to be helpful or not. Mm -hmm. And that's, that to me is like part of the alignment of cannabis and psychedelics in general, where it's just like, it's a lot more difficult in my opinion, at least in my experience to to be false about with myself to be because there's so it's so expressed and I think it opens up this level of expression that can be challenging for some people because they're going to get to know themselves more because it's yeah. like they're going to want to be expressed mm-hmm. and I think for people who are already like really self-expressed it does become this extremely joyous like we can go on every mm-hmm. ride possible because they're okay with that but I also think that maybe if you're a little bit more uh, reserved, um, have some reservation around vulnerability. Mm-hmm. It can be beneficial because it might open up these things too, but that also might make it new. And so there might be some resistance anyway that you may find. So yeah. there's so many pros to it in that challenging vulnerability because it's going to align something true within your body, your heart, your mind, what have you. And it's going to want to make its way to the surface. Yeah. It's just wanting to, to know, get, get to the truth of things. And I think that can be a little scary. Think you the people, you know, I'd say it to anybody before you just run to a psychedelic, like just be prepared to shake some shit up because it will, it will just open up. It could be great, but it's going to open up pathways that you've never seen before. So just, um, <laughs> it's funny. I was talking to my dad about this and he <laughs> watched a video of some guy on LSD and he's like, I just, that did not look fun to me. <laughs> he's like it just looked like oh like way too far out there and it was just like shaking too much shaking too and my dad's super dope and is like so he is already psychedelic and like his vibe you know and um and he's like honestly he's like but at this age he's like I don't need that like I don't need to my dad's 83 and he's like I don't need to shake it up right now although I did mushrooms uh with my both my parents um last year yes for their first time uh, I actually, am, I'm going to interview them at some point so we could talk about it. Okay. I was going to say, I was going to ask you about it, but actually, because if you're going to go into it further, can I ask like, what was one of the most profound lessons you learned from that? When was the most like maybe forwarding lessons or experiences you had with that? With my parents? Yeah. Oh my God. Um, it wasn't so much a lesson as why it was such a treat was um, for the first time in my life, I was taking care of them. And, um, because neither of them, and, and they had lived through this, the sixties 
And um, so they were like squarely in it. And my mom, I think I'll let her kind of talk about it. She, they did a few little things, but neither of them had ever tried mushrooms. And my dad never really like got into it. Like, and he's like, it just, it just didn't. So it was cool that I actually got to like shepherd them into this experience. We were in their backyard and um, as the adults they are and kind and loving and wonderful their experience was we would just, they would vocalize like what was going on and how they felt and um th things that would come up and my dad be like it's interesting how the mind can just suddenly go off here and he's like and then suddenly and it was like having the most adult conversation with two people exploring their own consciousness for the first time who's lived for a long time now and um and my mom is actually the one who reflected it back she's like you know you're very good at this and I was like thank you I've actually I realize it is kind of a gift for me to be with people that are new on psychedelics. I think I just know how to like be like support their energy and just being like, that's normal. And like, under like just guiding them. And I was like, that was the biggest treat for me is just, I was guiding them. I was, I was their uh, teacher finally, because it's usually the roles are reversed. So it was really beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Yeah, it was a really cool experience. And he, he was willing to shake some shit up. I, he's most definitely not doing acid, though, that's for sure. And that's cool. I don't need to do an acid trip with my dad. <laughs> mushrooms are good. Yeah, if you can do some mushrooms. And, I mean, do you feel like it, it increased maybe some of the vulnerability in your relationships? Do you feel like you guys grew closer in a sense? You know, in, a, in that I could talk to them about this. I'm so close with them now. Like I truly, my parents are um, two of my best friends. Like I love being around them. They're just so much fun. And um, I've just been blessed to have wonderful parents in this world. And I like, well, before coronavirus, I would just go and like stay the weekend at their house instead of just going on like partying with my friends. Like I just wanted to hang out with them because it was fun. Just fun for me. Cause we'd have a just great conversation and we just, you know, we love to talk and drink wine and, um, and yeah, but I think around trip on this, it made it a lot easier for me a year later to be like, Hey, I'm doing a podcast and I didn't have to go. And I just got met with just so much support, so much support. Like the minute I said like, and the name is called trip on this. And my mom's like, I felt immediate energy around that. I love it. And I was like, cause I wasn't sure what they were going to say. Like, you know, it was even though they know they've done it, like a whole podcast about this and just to be met with that, I'm like, dang, I, I believe in reincarnation and, and like how we choose our parents. And I was like, I definitely chose you guys for a reason. I needed your support. I needed your help to do something like this. So that's fucking beautiful. Yeah. That's so great. Thank you. It's so great. And like not having to compartmentalize this and like, mm -hmm. just like, here is all of me. Here's something I'm passionate about. Here's something that's been positively influential in my life. Like I get to share this now with you. Like that's yeah. the man, if we all could have that experience with our parents in some capacity, maybe it's not all psychedelics, but like have that thing. Yeah. That's like, here's something that really lights me up and you get to know this intimately and you get to support me and I get to support you through it. Like shit. I know how lucky I am when I say it. I do. Um, but that's, it's actually a nice segue to my last question for you, which is just about creativity. You're a creative guy. You've got projects and and I know you dance and you sing and like honestly you were just meant to create um have psychedelics for you impacted your creativity at all and if so how yes <laughs> okay cool so uh that was <laughs> thanks for having me Kat it's been an absolute pleasure um can I take my water with me or um so yes um and I guess to to as a foundational statement, yes, because of the context it provides. Mm -hmm. um, I think that as, as artists, um, to create, to be inspired in the way that we are and kind of stoke our imagination the way that we do, uh, context is such a huge part of it. Context to have, like, you know, the, the we've just stretched, again, kind of widening the aperture, and, like, this is an experience that I feel like provides those new paradigms and perspectives. I feel like as an artist, I'm stoked when I get to learn new information, when I get to experience a new culture, when I see something, a new form of music, someone who's expressing so 
so vulnerably and aligned from their soul and speak in a language that I know it's singing. I know what the words are, but it's hitting me in this different way. It's like, this is shifting my paradigm when I experience this. Mm -hmm. And so having these psychedelic experiences is almost like, okay, I'm opening the door to that already. And now I'm getting into this state of creation. Now I'm in this state of flow and already with this kind of support in a way. Um, so uh, one, it helps, it's helped me get out of my own way in certain ways. Yeah. It, it's kind of quieted the self-depreciating voices. Mm -hmm. It's quieted the doubt. It's quieted the judgment, um, offered forgiveness in the process momentarily. So then it's not like getting hung up on things that maybe I would consider less than mm -hmm. not acceptable, judgmental about even from my own soul and creation and mm -hmm. just going like, Hey, like that shit gets to go away. Like, because what's being created now is not. It's not for me to judge. That's not my place as yeah. an artist. Judging myself is only going to lead to just diminishment of whatever I'm creating that could have some incredibly profound impact on someone that now I'm in the way of myself because yeah. I have diminished it through my own walls, insecurities, mm -hmm. and all this shit. And so some of these experiences with psychedelics have opened up that, of just understanding that um, if I can incorporate, when I incorporate those into the process, it can already kind of launch me into a space of like, okay, now I'm free and open. Mind you, like I said, this is also possible without this stuff. It's it's absolutely possible. Mm -hmm. And it's the goal to me is to to feel the kind of the resonant of both those spaces, either with substances or without. And Really, in general, I think that context has provided more so of a stability of just when I'm getting into my own process. And, like, I now have a it's, – it's like it's like when you're playing a video game, for anyone who likes video games, and, like, you explore the map and, like, in your little side map that's, like, your navigation system. Like, you're kind of taking away some of the darkness that's around the map that you haven't been to yet. Mm -hmm. And so you're constantly exposing more and more of the map the more you explore – and so this to me is one of these where like I've explored the map in these ways by myself sober and with some of these substances mm -hmm. that have just kind of increased my bird's eye view of what's possible. Yeah. And I think as an artist, what's possible has to be the foundation of creation mm. because, it, you know, what's not possible is not going to lead to something transcendent. It's not going to lead to something that heals people. It's not going to lead to something that feels fully expressed and fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And so... To me, it's just this is a door into possibility that perhaps might have been closed without a certain spiritual understanding or mm -hmm. practice, without a certain um, communal um, supportive experience. You know, if you had a community of artists around you who are like constantly feeding into the possibility and encouraging that kind of expression, awesome. That's that's yeah. doing a similar thing. But for a lot of people that didn't have that, yeah. this could be an experience that just goes, okay, here's, here's a new perspective and paradigm that you don't necessarily have to go to Spain to experience the Spanish culture to get this, but you're going to mm -hmm. get this new culture through this substance. Not mm -hmm. saying that you're going to get the Spanish culture through yeah. psychedelics, <laughs> but from, from the context. Awesome. It's yeah. like you like learn a language. <laughs> like you do mushrooms. I'm like, I suddenly know Spanish. This is Jesus, wonderful. Just wait. Just wait. To anyone Wouldn't who's out there great? developing these things, yes. learn. Yeah. If we could matrix this and yeah. take a pill and learn language. Oh my yes. God. That would seriously, that if I could like fantasize about one thing about technology, it would literally be like uploading language to myself. It's, I, I, I think this is absolutely possible. I think that there's certain too. aspects of language in our brain. I don't know if it's the frontal cortex or wherever it is, but like that, does, we can totally do this. I know there's people. You and I, or like we're like yet. scientists. We're like, okay, so where do we start? I'm just kidding. All right, keep the podcast running. We're just going to bounce ideas. We're going to bounce ideas. You know, if anyone hears this and knows we'll what the We'll take it to Shark Tank after know. this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, look, we're not developers. All right, sorry. I know I've completely cut you off. Like, where do we jump back in? The, the, the jump back in would be to, if anyone has answers to learn languages <laughs> through psychedelics. Um, no, but I guess, I guess overall back to the creativity. Um, mm -hmm. It's anything that's going to open the window to your soul and get you to know more about yourself or about other people and in relation to that's just, that's fodder. That's ammunition for, for art that's ammunition for expression mm -hmm. whatever the art is um it can be anything but like obviously being inside of we can we can self-generate so much we're so powerful we could be in a, a room by ourselves doing it mm -hmm. but but the power of inspiration from either an external influence or in, in this case a substance um 
can open up the door. And so I think just if you're going to incorporate this into a creative process, be open to possibility because it will not, you will not be able to hold on to maybe the path that you had expected to go down. And that's where those discoveries are going to be the most fruitful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Beautifully, beautifully said. And I'm sure for artists or people um, that are listening that haven't tried a psychedelic, that that might have, uh, that might have did it right there, Sam. I've had such a wonderful time talking to you today. And I just have to say your goodness as a person is so felt. And I think everybody watching and hearing this will feel that. And I just want to reflect that to you. You're just such a good person. And I know you from before and you killed it on this episode. Thank you. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say thank you. I received all of that. And uh, it's an, a pleasure, an honor to be here and like be a part of your process. Because oh, this yeah. is the shit. And, and congratulations on like making this happen, pulling the trigger to anyone listening. Take action on shit that you're passionate about. We don't know if tomorrow's here. We don't know. We're not promised. Mm-hmm. 2020 really showed us that. So fucking take action. Like Kat did. Inspired. Hell yeah. yeah. Thank you. And where can people find you on social? Uh, You can find me at Samuel underscore Charles on Instagram. S-A-M-U-A-L. My parents were being unique about it. Um, (laughs) It's good that you actually... Say it again. Say it again. So Instagram. (laughs) S-A-M-U-A-L underscore Charles. C-H-A-R-L-E-S. Not with Um, a Z. Not with a Z. No, we're not going... (laughs) We're not... We're not hitting the Z. Um... But then, uh, yeah, so that, I, my website is uh, Samuel Crumrine. My last name actually is Crumrine. That's K-R-U-M-R-I-N-E.com. Um, I have some projects coming out. Uh, a, a film that we shot this last year is going to be coming out on Lifetime on uh, their new movie platform on January 15th. Amazing. Um, keep an eye out. That's called Dead in the Water. Keep an eye out for a self-produced film called uh, Burn My Money. That should be done in May. And I'll keep you updated with more and more things that are coming Please to the table. Please do. That's a great title. Burn my money. It's a that's a great great title. Um, and I'll of course for everybody listening and watching, I'll put the links there as well. Sam, again, thank you so much, and everybody listening and watching, as always, trip on this. Pacha. <laughs>